0: Welcome to the Booktopia podcast. It's wherever you are, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. My name is Nick Wassiliev, and I am the social media specialist here at Booktopia. Um, so, we are currently recording this uh, in December of 2020. And with uh, any podcast that comes out in, in this time, we are coming to the end of the year. And with that comes our obligatory best of 2020 year lists. Um, You may have seen them across our blog as well as on our Facebook and YouTube platform. Um, But I'm going to take this opportunity with uh, with this particular podcast for us to highlight what have been the best books of 2020 across all of our categories. So I've looped in and I've had a chat uh, with all of the respective uh, category managers um, around this, and uh, each one of them will now, you know, have a chat to, and basically describe what the best books in their opinions, whether it be fiction, non-fiction, lifestyle, kids and YA. Uh, they give their opinions on across these these categories what have been the best books of 2020, and if you haven't uh, seen these books yourselves, perhaps it might be something for you to add to your to-be-read pile as we head into a new year in 2021. Um, So, first up, um, we had a chat uh, with Ben Hunter, um, and he sat down and gave us his opinions on the best in Australian fiction, international fiction and crime and thrillers for 2020.
1: Hi, I'm Ben Hunter, Booktopia Reindeer and Fiction Category Manager. I'm about to announce some of our favourite novels of 2020. It's been a year of surprises, challenges and change, Um, but it's also been a year of brilliant reading and I hope that you've been discovering new books just as I have been. Appletopia, everything uh, is always focused first and foremost on Australian fiction, so I'm going to dive right into that. This year saw new books from some of our favourite Aussie authors, as well as exciting debuts, from new voices in fiction. Laura Jean McKay's The Animals in That Country and Kate Mildenhall's The Mother Fault* presented strange new visions for Australia and what our nation could be and where our nation might go. We also had books like Narnie Simpson's Song of the Crocodile or Kate Grenville's uh, Room Made of Leaves which made us look back on our past under a new light There are also those really special novels, novels that will stay with me forever and ever. Um, Unforgettable books like Sophie Laguna's Infinite Splendors or Richard Flanagan's The The Living Sea of Waking Dreams, which examined hope and beauty and the act of living itself. This was a brilliant year for new writing and it was a true challenge to Whittle down a list of Australian authors to just 10 and present 10 of our best of the best Australian fiction for the year of 2020. I'm going to read the list, it's going to be in no particular order. Our favourite Australian fiction novels of 2020 are All Our Shimmering Skies by Trent Dalton, Sorrow and Bliss by Meg Mason, A Roommate of Leaves by Kate Grenville, Kokomo by Victoria Hannon Song of the Crocodile by Nadi Simpson The Last Migration by Charlotte McConaughey The Motherfall by Kate Milden Hall Infinite Splendors by Sophie Laguna The Animals in That Country by Laura Jean McKay and The Living Sea of Waking Dreams by Richard Flanagan. Incredible, incredible work. Moving on to international fiction, this has been a year in which we saw the finale, the culmination, the finish of some major projects in fiction writing, some major steps in the literary imagination. Uh, Of course, I'm talking about Hilary Mantel's The Mirror and the Light, the finale of the Thomas Cromwell series. As well as Ali Smith's Summer, which concluded her Seasons Quartet, which is a really fantastic dive into fiction writing and what it can do and how it can capture our times and our moment and our culture. Uh, 2020 also gave us our first chance in many years to read new fiction in English from a certain reclusive Italian author who created my Brilliant Friend and the Neapolitan novels. But it's also just been a great year to discover debut authors, uh, particularly women, and all of us at Booktopia were thrilled to see the most diverse range of authors ever to be listed for the Man Booker Prize. Well, it's just called the Booker Prize now. Uh, there's never been a better time <laughs> to find solace in reading and to discover new writing and to see the world in a new way. So, Our favourite international fiction novels of 2020, in no particular order, are Burnt Sugar by Avni Doshi The Lying Life of Adults by Alana Ferrante Shuggy Bane by Douglas Stewart Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell The Mirror and the Light by Hilary Mantel Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reid The Glass Hotel by Emily St John Mandel, The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett, Summer by Ali Smith, and Redhead by The Side of the Road by Ann Tyler. Incredible. Finally, I'm gonna present to you 10 of our favourite crime and thriller novels of 2020 because, boy, has it been a cracker year for crime and thriller, particularly from Australian authors once again. We really, really saw the goods delivered uh, with propulsive thrillers from the likes of Michael Robotham, Candace Fox, uh, as well as a standalone mystery from a certain number one bestseller whose debut novel may or may be a film adaptation starring a certain Eric Banner and a certain Miranda Tapsell. We are also delighted with the return of some of our favourite heroes of crime writing. I'm talking about Cormac Riley. I'm talking about Brian Fisher. I'm talking about Martin Scarsden. So, once again, 10 books, no particular order, our favourite crime and thriller novels of 2020 are Vanishing Falls by Poppy Gee, The Survivors by Jane Harper, A Song for the Dark Times by Ian Rankin, The Law of Innocence by Michael Connolly, When She Was Good by Michael Robotham The Good Turn by Dervil McTiernan Death in Dalesford by Kerry Greenwood Trust by Chris Hammer The Bluffs by Carl Perry And Gathering Dark by Candice Fox Incredible work. Go and treat yourself with one. I hope you have lots of books under the Christmas tree this year. Lots of books on the shelf to read. I hope wherever you are, and whatever you do this summer, you celebrate it and that you stay safe. From my living room to yours, happy reading and happy holidays.
0: Thank you so much, Ben. Um, it was always great to hear about uh, the, the best in fiction for 2020, and it, every time I hear him chat, he just makes me add to my to-be-read pile again and again and again. Um, so now I'm going to hand over to Sarah McDooling. Sarah is Booktopia's kids and YA category manager, Um, and she had uh, her work cut out when it came to selecting the best books in the kids, the middle grade, and the young adult uh, categories for 2020. Here is Sarah.
2: Hello, I'm Sarah McDooling, the kids and YA book category manager at Booktopia, and I'm here today to share with you the books that I have chosen as some of my personal favorites for our best of 2020 campaign. So the first book I'm going to talk about today is one that came along earlier this year and really captured people's hearts and minds across the country. The book is Our Home, Our Heartbeat by Briggs with gorgeous illustrations by Laura Moon and Rachel Sarah. This book quickly rose to become the number one picture book in Australia and it's easy to see why. Through the perspective of young Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children, this book celebrates First Nation heroes and role models and encourages children of all cultures to honour the beauty and diversity and richness of First Nations cultures in Australia. Now, the next book that I'm going to talk about is absolutely stunning, and it is What Will Build by Oliver Jeffers. This is another timeless Oliver Jeffers picture book. Anyone who is a fan of his book, um, Here We Are, will find that this is very much in a similar vein. Inspired by the birth of his daughter, this is a poignant story of a father and a daughter and their plans for the future. It's an incredibly touching ode to parenthood and vividly brings to life all the hopes and dreams that parents have for their kids. The next book that I wanna talk about is Windows. (laughs) by Patrick Guest and Jonathan Bentley. This book has such a very special place in my heart, mostly because I can never really talk about it without getting emotional. (laughs) Uh, This book is a big standout for me because it's honestly one of the most touching and lovely responses to the pandemic that I've seen. Inspired by being separated from loved ones during quarantine, Windows takes children all over the world showing different kids in different countries, staring out their windows, waving to strangers, perhaps feeling a little scared, perhaps missing grandparents and friends. It's utterly gorgeous. And honestly, (laughs) you really can't make it all the way through this without getting teary. I've got a bit of a lump in my throat just talking about it now. This book is the last picture book I'm gonna talk about on the list before we move on to middle grade and young adult books. The second I first laid eyes on Respect, I knew it was gonna be one of my favorite books of the year or one of my favorite books kind of ever. Uh, the absolutely exquisite illustrations paired with the simple, sparsely beautiful text combined to make this book truly breathtaking. Written by Auntie Faye Muir and Sue Lawson with vivid, strikingly beautiful illustrations by Lisa Kennedy, this book is it's really just something to behold. Um, it's also the first book in a new series by Magabala Books, which teaches children. The basic cultural principles that inform all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations throughout Australia. Okay, now we're going to talk about some of my favourite children's non-fiction books that came out this year. The first is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls 3, Immigrant, 100 Immigrant Women Who Changed the World. This is a continuation of the best-selling um, Rebel Girls series, which has been hugely popular. And this one is extra special because it takes a collection of 100 bedtime stories about the remarkable talents and achievements of immigrant women from all over the world and is accompanied by full-page gorgeous portrait illustrations by female artists also from all over the world. Uh, The next non-fiction children's book that I want to talk about is a a really beautiful one. It's Be Your Own Man by Jessica Saunders, author of Love Your Body, with illustrations by Robbie Cathro. This book is so thoughtful and lovely and encourages young boys to broaden their ideas about what it means to be a boy and helps them feel comfortable to express their emotion and feel free and proud to be themselves and express their masculinity um, however best suits them. It's a a gorgeous book. Um, The illustrations are stunning and um, I think it's definitely a must-have for anyone who, for boys and girls, um, alike. And now it's time to talk about um, the middle grade books that have made it onto the list of best of 2020, of which there are two. The first is a book that came along earlier this year and was really, I loved reading it so much and it has since become one of my go-to recommendations for people, which is The Year the Maps Changed by Danielle Binks. This is a beautifully written coming of age story set in Victoria in the late 1990s and inspired by true events. And it's been wonderful through the course of this year seeing how um, schools and libraries have really embraced this book and how whenever you're talking about um, Australian middle grade fiction, one of the first things people say is, oh, have you read The Year Than That's Changed? The second middle grade book that I wanted to talk about is one that I was looking forward to reading for a very long time. It is Hollow Box, which is the third book in Jessica Townsend's best-selling Nevermore series. This book is, like all the books in this series, so much fun. It's full of wacky humour and colourful characters and extraordinary world-building that's just bursting with creativity in this series of fun. But this one is particularly interesting in that it deals, the storyline deals with a magical plague. Um, which is very very apt for 2020 but the book was actually written long before the COVID pandemic so it was just one of those cases where the author was peering into the future a little bit and wrote something that turned out to be extremely fitting for for the the year of 2020 and now at last we have reached the young adult fiction section of the list of best of 2020 kids books and the first one I'm going to talk about is one that is near and dear to my heart I looked forward to it for almost a full year, Aurora Burning by Amy Kaufman and B. Christophe. This series, much like everything these two authors write together, is so much fun. It takes a whole bunch of misfit characters and throws them up into space and sends them on a wild adventure. It's a bit like Guardians of the Galaxy is probably a better comp. I love these characters. I love the story. Um, This is book two. So the second I finished book one, I was I was waiting for book two to come out and it did not disappoint. I'm now, of course, anxiously waiting for book three. So highly recommend this series, highly recommend this book. And last but not least, I'm going to talk about one of the biggest releases in YA fiction this year. Um, funnily enough, 2020 brought us two continuations of mega, mega uh, best selling YA franchises. Um, so I'll take a little moment here to do an honourable mention to Midnight Sun, which continued the um, the Twilight franchise. However, that was a retelling, so it did not make my list for that reason, and instead I chose The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins. This is a prequel to The Hunger Games. Um, when I first heard about this book, I wasn't Wildly enthused about the idea of a prequel from the point of view of President Snow when he was a young man. I didn't really think that that sounded all that great, to be honest. Um, but then I got my hands on a copy and I read it, and it was so much fun, and reminded me of why The Hunger Games is the huge uh, behemoth that it is. It's a it's a fascinating world that Suzanne Collins has created with high stakes um, and just. Pulse pounding action from start to finish, and it's it's a great read and a, a good prequel to a popular series. And that brings us to the end of the best books of twenty twenty.
0: It has been wonderful sharing these books with you all. Thank you so much, Sarah, for some awesome awesome recommendations in the kids and YA category. Um, So now I'm going to pass this on to Joel. So Joel is the non-fiction category manager here at Booktopia, and he absolutely had his work cut out because 2020 gave us some absolute doozies um, in non-fiction books, in memoirs, in um, books around uh, all sorts of non-fiction categories. There are presidential memoirs, there are discussions around free speech, you name it, there was plenty to talk about. Um, So I'm going to hand over to Joel now to give us his picks on the best of of non-fiction and memoirs for 2020.
3: Hi, I'm Joel Naim, and I'm the Trade Non-Fiction Category Manager here at Booktopia. I'm here to tell you about biographies, autobiographies, history, science, and society and culture books. This has been a bumper year for those types of books with some absolutely massive books hitting the shelves as well as some smaller but no less perfectly formed books that have just been wonderful to read. My first pick and to some extent my overall pick of the year is Phosphorescence by Julia Baird. Uh, This book came out just as the pandemic was getting serious here in Australia and although it was written long before that It's such a timely and important book for 2020. Uh, uh, This book is part memoir, part popular science, and part personal development. Uh, The title refers in part to phosphorescent marine animals, and how the author became somewhat obsessed with seeking them out. As a metaphor, you couldn't get more 2020. You can't really hope for a silver lining, but you can hope for a little bit of light in the darkness something that might strike you with awe and help you get through the dark times. Uh, Just in case you think this book is about an obsessive marine biologist, I should point out uh, that it's not only beautifully written, but it's also really informative, breaking down into surprisingly practical chapters um, on how the world around us makes us feel small and how making us feel small can make us happier, kinder and more fulfilled. A Promised Land is my second pick by Barack Obama his first volume in his presidential memoirs. Uh, Back in 2017, uh, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama sold a book each to Penguin Random House for $65 million, uh, which I believe was a record at the time. Michelle Obama released her book, Becoming, in 2018, which was a blockbuster and has sold 14 million copies. Uh, It seemed like we might be waiting a while to hear from Barack Obama, but a little earlier this year, Penguin Random House surprised us With the announcement that this book was coming it's only the first volume but as barack himself has said throwing shade on his wife he actually wrote all of the words himself (laughs) and barack obama can really write and in this book he's done it again dissecting and explaining his first term in office and how he came to be there with honesty and insight the golden maze is my next pick uh it's a history history book probably my history pick of the year Richard Feidler, the author, has now written a few books on particular places and their histories, which combine personal anecdotes of travel with deep histories of a place. Um, The Golden Maze is about Prague, which sits at the center of Europe, both physically and also metaphorically. Uh, And Richard Feidler uses that centrality to tell a story that goes beyond Prague and draws in components from all of Europe and the West. Uh, it's a fantastic read and well worth a look if you haven't come across it yet. Uh, my small my small memoir pick is uh, 14 by Shannon Malloy. This is Shannon's story of growing up in a small coastal town in Queensland uh, as a closeted gay kid. It's heartbreaking at times and also beautiful and holds up a bit of a mirror to our society, where it really reminds us that while society has progressed a lot, uh, that progression has not been evenly distributed. So I, I, ca- I can't recommend this highly enough. My Titter, My Sister by Marley Silver is a fantastic read that shares the experiences of First Nations women and girls. By turns, heartwarming and tragic, it tells first hand accounts of Indigenous uh, women in Australia and asks a lot of important questions, and invites you to just listen to a group that isn't often listened to. It's also a beautiful book, physically, so it's well worth the book. My final pick is Humankind by Rucker Bregman. This is a sort of social history that interrogates and reframes historical events through the lens of humanity as a fundamentally altruistic species. It questions the idea of fundamental selfishness that underpins much of Western thought, and it's both thought-provoking and fascinating. Thanks for listening, and I hope if you haven't come across some of these books, uh, you give them a go and you enjoy them. Uh, Tell us about your own top picks at Booktopia, and as always, don't stop reading. And last,
0: and absolutely certainly not least, um, I'd like to... Turn this podcast towards the lifestyle side of things, and I'll hand us over to uh, to Joe Lewin, um, our head of trade product here at Booktopia. Um, Joe, throughout the year, was uh, was a big, massive fan of some of the great cookbooks that have come out, um, and twenty twenty gave us plenty of fantastic cookbooks that we uh, that you should definitely check out and use to get creative in the kitchen. Um, so I'm gonna hand over to Jo now and she'll give us uh, her picks for the best of cookbooks in
4: 2020. Hi, I'm Jo Lewin from Booktopia. Uh, I'm sitting here in my kitchen today and I'm going to tell you about my favourite books to cook from, from the year 2020. Um, I'm gonna start off with Julia Bousatil Nishimura, People will know her from her fantastic Instagram account, Ostro, and uh, her first cookbook, which was of the same name. Uh, Julia is um, of Italian descent, I think, um, and she uh, is married to a Japanese person. Um, So her book is infused with um, bits and pieces of Italian and Japanese cooking. Everything's really, really achievable um, on a weeknight. Um, The recipes are organised seasonally, which is fantastic. Uh, And my favourite recipe from this one would have to be the apricot and berry galette, which you can tell because the page has lots of food on it. Uh, It's always a great year when Ottolenghi comes out with a new cookbook, uh, and Ottolenghi's flavour is no exception to that. Um, this has really been pegged as the third in the Plenty series. Uh, it focuses on uh, vegetables and all the fantastic things that you can do uh, with vegetables in the kitchen. Um, I love all of Ottolenghi's cookbooks. Uh, one of my favourites, once again, completely covered with food, um, is the ultimate tray bake ragu. You will not miss mince at all when you cook this recipe. Um, the it's so full of that fantastic umami flavor, um, all coming out of uh, lentils, barley, mushrooms. Um, I added a little bit of Vegemite to mine, but don't tell Otolenghi. Another Australian favorite is uh, Hetty McKinnon. Hetty um, is the the queen of the salad. um, And this cookbook, while it does have some fantastic salads in it, has a slightly different take because um, it goes back to her very first love uh, which is the the Asian food that she grew up with, um, so plenty of Japanese and Korean um, inspired dishes in this book. I love the bibimbap on the on the cover. Um, that's a really great one uh, for weeknight meals as well. And really, I guess twenty twenty has been the year of the vegetarian cookbook. Um, Alice Slavsky, um, her new book in praise of veg is really, really fantastic um, for anyone who wants to bring more vegetables to their, um, to their lives. This, um, I made this the other week. Uh, this is a burnt shallot and broccoli oriacchetti. I actually made um, the oriacchetti out of Elizabeth Hewson's Saturday night pasta, not the packet oriacchetti as, um, as Alice suggests. This was delicious. It has that delicious um, crispy savouriness of a, a pasta with pan grattato, but uh, made out of veggies. Um, and who doesn't love um, onions when they're they're just cooked down to sweet, delicious nothing? Um, so those are four of uh, the the best books that I've cooked out cooked from uh, this year. They're all available to buy from booktopia.com.au.
0: Thank you so much, Joe, for for those recommendations, and thank you so much as well to Sarah and Ben and Joel for also giving their recommendations on the best books of twenty twenty. It was a bumper year um, for books um, across uh, in this year, and it's fair to say that uh, it came at a time when people needed the most. It's it was a huge year for books. It was a huge year for the book industry and. We're delighted that there have been so many fantastic books that came out as part of the best of 2020. So that will uh, will wrap up this podcast. Um, you can check out a wide variety of other podcasts that we have recorded over the course of this year. We have done book analysis pieces, other Booktopia on podcasts, as well as all the discussions with some of the uh, some of the authors of books mentioned uh, in this podcast. You could, um, so you can check that out on our SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts channels. Um, or if you're listening to this on YouTube, you can also head over and listen to some of our Booktopia live events, including our most recent fun, recent podcast events where we sat down with uh, all our Shimmering Skies author, Trent Dalton, as well as the greatest secret author, uh, Rhonda, uh, Rhonda Byrne. Um, so thank you very much. We wish you a really healthy and happy and safe Christmas Um, and happy new year and we will see you all again in 2021 and we'll do it again this is Nick Vasiliev signing off and never ever stop reading thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel don't forget you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free